Welcome. Thank you everyone for joining us. This is Parsha on Thursday nights on Sinai Radio, SinaiRadio.com, and the Sinai Radio app. Thank you for joining us. My name is Rabbi Moshe Teichman, and this week's Parsha is Parsha's Yisro. Okay, finally we're there. Matan Torah. And uh, I decided that tonight, when I was preparing for the show earlier this week, Tonight we're going to, you know, skip the story of Yisro, even though it's an amazing story, and we're going to go straight into Dasar Tadibros, the Ten Commandments. We often noted that the word commandment is not necessarily the best translation for the word Hadibros, because Hadibros are sayings, not necessarily commandment. And tonight, what I would like to do is answer an age-old question that has been bothering me. Um, always had some answers that I've asked the question, given the answers, but never really delved into the the the, the deep, the, the the deep deeply into it. So this week, at the beginning of the week, I decided that for once and for all, I'm going to get clarity now. Spoiler alert, I, I don't think I got full clarity. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's unusual for a person giving a share to tell you before the share even, even starts that he's not going to have the full answer. Um, but I think what, what we got, what I got from this week of searching, exploring, discussing with, with uh, other Tamil Chachamim that I know, I was able to gather some important information that I think could help us grow. And that's the point, you know, the point of not just to parse it, just to know the facts and to, to get something out of the Torah that, that, that really could help us become better people. And a deeper understanding into our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch. And I think that hopefully we will get to tonight and hopefully we'll get there. So let's start with just, just the question, the whopper of a question. The question is as follows, and bear with me, it's a long question. Well, it starts with the name, Asaras Adibros. Why ten? Now, the B'nai Sholdas came out of Mitzrayim. They just had the tremendous, tremendous uh, miracles of the Makos and Hashem taking them out of Mitzrayim and, and the, the, the amazing uh, Kriyas Yamsof, the splitting of a sea. And now they are, are standing at Har Sinai. And now it was time for them to receive the Torah. We call it Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah. And we know that Moshe did give the Torah, and they did receive the Torah. But when? But, well, there's a machokas in, in, in um, the Mephorshim exactly. When HaKadosh Baruch Hashem spoke to them, was it, did he say, all ten? Did he say, only if two? It sounds from the, the Peshuto of the Mikra, from the the simple meaning of the mikra of the reading that he only that Hashem only said to um, the first two commandments, but I think whatever whatever you want to say pshat is, and maybe we'll get to that a little bit later. If Hashem wanted to give them the Torah, why didn't why wasn't all six hundred and thirteen said? Now, if you tell me it would take too long, I'm sure because God who split the sea and made it possible for people to walk on marble in the middle of the Yamsov can also make 613 mitzvahs come out clearly to all the B'nai Yisrael to hear. So, 
That's my question. Why 10? And if you tell me why 10, and maybe you won't get to actually explaining why specifically these 10, maybe we will, we'll see how far we get. But the question says, why in the world was only 10? And to top it all off, to answer our question before, the Mepharsim say that Hashem said all 10 right away. What does that mean? He said all 10, he said two, he said all 10, and then Wazi said all 10, um, Bnei Yisrael, or he said only two, and then Bnei Yisrael said we can't handle it. What is going on with that story? It's confusing. Like, isn't it a fact? Well, what happened? Did Hashem say two? Did he say ten? What's, what's going on? And hopefully, at the end of tonight, we'll get some clarity into all that. Now, to even begin to answer that question, we have to answer another question. Now, there's different minhagim, different, different customs, depending on what synagogue you daven in, depending on what um, minhag you have. But I think the most common minhag is when the, the person who's leaning, the Balkore, the person who's reading the Torah on Shabbat, the Shabbos, gets up to, to the sixth Aliyah, the sixth Torah portion, part of the Torah reading, you call up someone to get the, to get the, the bracha, and then everyone will stand. Now, there are those who only stand by the Asaris Adibros. So the question is, well, if you look in the Mepharshim, the Rambam in particular, um, the Gemara in Brachos. Um, I don't have the daf off the top of my head, but I'm sure someone has learned Dafiomi who knows exactly where it is. You know, if someone could actually email me, I had a, if you know where it is, I had a really hard time finding it. But um, I know it's there. Um, the Gemara says that um, they wanted to add. For whatever reason, the, the Gemara is speaking about it, and they say that the Aserah Sadebros are not more important than the rest of the Torah. It's as equal as the other 603 commandments. Those 10 are just as equal as the rest of the commandments in the Torah. Now, that, that seemingly doesn't make any sense. If it's equal to the rest of the Torah, you know, we know we stand by it and everything else, and then what is going on? The Ramam says we, don't, we shouldn't stand just by it. Now, the think the regular, the most accepted halacha pasach is to stand at the beginning of the Leah, not to show that when we stand by only those ten, that those are more important than the rest of the Torah. Because we say, the Rambam says, that these ten are not more important than the rest of the Torah. So what is going on? So why? Again, maybe it's a, it's just a, a new, it's the same question as number, question number one. So why are the, why these ten? So number one, in general, why these ten, not 613? Maybe if you're telling me there's something special, but it seems like there isn't something special. So what's going on over here? It's confusing. You know, I, I'm confused just talking and I have some sort of clarity. So that, those, are, those are the two or the one question that I have. Um, so let's try to get clarity on this. There's a, there's a Ma'arsha, a commentator on the Gemara. In the Gemara, Masechus Makos, towards the end of the Masechta. And the Ma'arsha in talking about a different topic, brings in this discussion about the Saras Adibros. Now, this is going to get a little deep, even for me. So, hang when, when uh, I give a lot of credit to the Rosh Kolel of my community over here, his name is Robert Klar, tremendous Tom Klachem, I asked him, we were learning this a few nights ago, I asked him to help me understand this, and um, he showed me him inside, um, 
So let's try our best to make sense of this marsha. Says the marsha of the following. And we'll say it outside. To Hashem, to God. Now there is Hashem, there's God, understanding of things, and there's our understanding of things. Now since we are never able to really understand Hashem's understanding of things, this is going to sound very hard to understand, but let's try our best. To Hashem looking at us as Jews, as, as, as people in this world, all HaKadosh Baruch who wants us to do is to have a Muna Shalem, a belief in Him. To believe in Him. And if we believe in Him, we'll come closer to Him. And if we go Chas Shalom the other side, and we believe in other things, other gods, then we're as far away from believing in Him as we, as we can be. So those are the first two Aserah Sadebro. You have first, Anochi Hashem Elkecha, I am Hashem. I am one. And then Losia Elohim Acharim, there are no other gods. Get it straight, says Hashem. I am the only one. I'm the one who did all these miracles, me only. And there's no other gods. Now, in God's eyes, that's it. That's all we got to do. Now, I want to make everyone make everyone very clear that I'm not saying that we don't have to do the mitzvahs. I'm saying that in Hashem's eyes to us, however, we are people and we are in human form and humans are not perfect. Humans have their, their downfalls and their, and their issues. And God made it like that on purpose because if we were malachim, if we were angels we wouldn't be getting any credit. It would be easy. And we're supposed to earn what we get. We're supposed to earn. We're supposed to fight through everything. And we're supposed to get to that pinnacle. That's the highest level we can get. And if we were malachim, if it was easy, it wouldn't. Now, as people, as people, we need to have the mitzvot. We need to have the commandments. We need to have all 613, 611 extra. Because that is what gets us to shlemos, to perfection. And we cannot just say, oh, believe and believe and you will be fine. That's not going to work. Because we're human beings. And we're people. And we're not perfect. And it takes more than that. It takes action. It takes myself. It takes holding ourselves back from things to make us perfect. And our belief in Hashem, as we do the mitzvot, and as we do more and more mitzvot, that makes a, a, a roshim, it makes a stamp on us as believers in Hashem. Every single mitzvah and every single thing that we do. And as we progress further in our mitzvah doing, we become closer and closer to this amun shalema, to this amazing belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this amazing trust, this amazing connection to Hashem that we couldn't get without the mitzvot. So to sort of um, give a review of what we just said, that we need the mitzvos, but the mitzvos are accomplishing a connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The mitzvos are accomplishing the same goal: to stronger, stronger, to make us stronger believe in Hashem, to be able to get closer and closer and closer. And those are the first two commandments of this week. First two Aserah Sadeh, or commandments, or the Dibros, the sayings.
And when that Kaddish Baruch Hu got up and said, Anuchi Hashem lo kecha, lo siyah lo mecharim, the first are, are, are all correct to some extent. Because he said the whole Torah. That is the whole Torah. Now obviously there's mitzvot that we have to follow in this idea, but that is the goal of building this deep connection, of becoming like Hashem. The mitzvot are there to help us get there. We don't do the mitzvot for God. We do the mitzvot for ourselves. To become closer to Hashem. To perfect our human bodies. To perfect our neshamos, that our neshama takes control of ourselves. And rather than having our bodies be in control, our, our spiritual neshama is in control. And that is the point of the mitzvahs. Now, that does not answer the question, why the ten makos? It only answers the first two. Now, as I was talking to Rabbi Clara, I asked that point, I'm saying this doesn't answer it. And we came up together with an idea, and this is where I got lost a little bit, but maybe I think it makes some sense, that the, the ten other, eight other commandments are a representation of all the other mitzvahs. But in essence, the, they're all, the Torah is all connected to these ten. And that explains a lot of things. That explains why, the, the, according to the, the Rishonim, this, this, this is not more special than the Torah. It is the whole Torah. The whole Torah is together with this. And that is why we don't, why some don't just stand up for this, that, this, the whole Aliyah, not to show that this only ten was, was, was important. Because it's not. The whole, all the mitzvahs are important. All the mitzvahs are equally important because all the mitzvahs get us to where we need to go. Get us to a higher, higher connection with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, To enhance our relationship. And I think that's amazing. Because it changes the game. I no longer do mitzvahs, oh, because God wants me to. No, you're doing mitzvahs for a goal. The goal is to be close to Hashem. The goal is to reach the Amunah Shalema, to reach the belief in Hashem that is the highest belief. And every single little thing I do, it strengthens, adds another brick onto my belief system, of to my connection to Hashem, and that is a most amazing thing. You can no longer say, you know, but I do this, and I do that, and I do this. Yeah. But it's all important. It all strengthens. It's all there. And there was, isn't one thing that's more important than the other. Well, technically speaking... And, and with that, it can bring us a tremendous appreciation for every single thing that we do. Every mitzvah we do is important. Every mitzvah we do brings us closer. And if we had that, there is a, um, there's in Pirkei Ovis, it says that you should have, um, I'm getting the words wrong, I don't have it in front of me, but you have the same regards for a smaller mitzvah than you have for a bigger mitzvah, because you don't really know which is which. Or what is important. So I, one of the explanations I heard for that is that this idea that you don't know what a mitzvah could do for you, what it, what it could affect you, how could it affect you. And don't lose the opportunity to do it because, oh, it's not so important. Oh, you know, this excuse and that excuse. And you know, those excuses, I understand. I have those excuses too. But we have to push ourselves. That is the whole, the whole goal. Okay. So I think we got some clarity in that. I know I didn't answer the whole thing perfectly. But with that, I want to just, just touch upon, once we're in the Sarasa de Bros, another idea. Now, if you go to any shul um, that has the Sarasa de Bros up on top of the Aron Kodesh, on top of the Ark, you'll see that it gives the, you know, it gives the, the, layout, the first few letters of each 
you know, uh, not to write the whole thing out because it's, it's, it takes up a lot of space. The first few letters on the tablets, the fake tablets above the the Arn Kodesh, above the Ark. You know, a lot of times during davening, unfortunately, you know, when I'm spacing out or waiting for the rabbi to finish speaking, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, or there's a time, a dead time, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the tablets and I always had this question. I always had this question. The question I had was, if you break up the Ten Commandments to two columns, five on one side, five on the other side, you'll realize, you'll see, that the first five are between Adam and Makom, between you and Hashem, and the last five are between Adam and Chavir, things between you and your friend. But it's not true. Because what's the last one on the first half, the first column? Honor your mother and father. So why is that in the column and the Chazal tells us that it's broken up like that. So why is it that included in the, kada, in the column of Kaveda Sevichavismecha, included in the column of mitzvot between you and God? And the Rabbeinu B'chai says a very interesting thing. He says, Kaveda Sevichavismecha is not just Kaveda Sevichavismecha, not just showing honor to your parents. He says like this, he says that your shutvim, that Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and your parents are partners in your creation. Goes on and says that it's a continuation of the belief in Hashem. If you really believe in a, uh, an idea of some, things come from someplace, that I now come from, from, from people, two people, who brought me up, who did what they got to do for me, I believe in a beginning and I am just the out, outcome of that beginning, of the parents coming together, then you can now believe in Hashem. You can now say, hey, there's a creator. There's somebody above me. But if you throw away your parents, and don't show them proper covenant, don't show proper honor, then it, what will happen is there won't be, but you'll say, oh, who cares? You know, I might have said this story before, and every time I think of a story, I get a big smile on my face. I can picture it happening. There was this rabbi with his entire extended family going to a wedding, sitting on in a plane, right at the top, right, right in the first few seats, the more leg room. And during the flight, the few hour flight, different members of his family, his grandkids or his sons would come over to check on him to see how he's doing. And there was a lady, an elderly lady sitting next to him. The elderly lady looked at him and said, wow. My kids are on this plane too, and not a single person has checked how I'm doing. And the rabbi, the way I heard the story, I don't know exactly if the story, the version of the story I heard is true. The rabbi basically says to this lady that the difference is that I, my kids, learn in school that there is a creator, there is God, and the closer we go, and God gave us the Torah and Har Sinai. And the closer you get by her back to Harsinai, back to the giving of the Torah, the more Kedusha, connection you have to God. And the further away you get past generation to generation, the less connection you have. So then they respect me because I am one step closer to that. They realize that there is a God in the world. They realize that there is a creator. They realize that there is something called Matan Torah. And therefore, that is the honor they give me. It is an honor that that, that, that they automatically have to me. Whereas if you're taught in school that man comes from monkeys, 
then you're just one step closer to monkeys. We're step, one step more, less primitive than you are. Then what, what, then what, you know, we're better. You know, I, I teach history. And often when we do the medieval times, I te- also teach history in school. When you talk about the medieval times and the, and the different things, you know, there's always one or few kids in class, ugh, Rebbe, they lived terrible. They were so unsophisticated. And the truth is they were back then. People in those times were less sophisticated. I could have sparkled felt not to give the technology for some whatever reason. But we as Jews look at it differently. The people back then were more connected to Hashem because they were closer to Harsinai. And if you really, really understand that, then is no longer just a thing between you and fellow, your fellow man. This is between Hashem. Because every time you show your parents respect, it's not just it's not just Oh, I, I feel great because you did something for me. Of course, this Akara is You have tremendous Akara for that. But it's more than that. That generation is closer. That generation is closer to Harsinai. There's wisdom there that I can get. There's Kedusha there that I don't have. And that's a tremendous idea to, to help step up our understanding of the mitzvah. You know, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing, you know, I'd be remiss not to say, you know, as a as a father, anyone listening to this pot, this this shear, no matter what you when here, has a parents. No matter how good your parents have been to you or how bad they've been to you, well, I'm not here to talk family politics. But you know, as a parent myself, so it's, it's not easy. And the more and more I, I get in deeper into being a parent, the more and more I realize, you know, how amazing my parents were to me. You know, and how and how lucky I am to have a father like my father and have a mother like my mother for many, many more years. Um, and and that will, I think, that realization going back helps me be a better parent also. To understand what I had and what I have to give. Um, that has nothing to do with this. So it was just something I was thinking about as it came out. Okay, with that, thank you all for joining us. Um, again, this, is, this was, you just listened to, Parsh uh, on Thursday nights on Sinai Radio, SinaiRadio.com, the Sinai Radio app. Again, I'm Ramosha Teichman. If you have a question, or just to say hi, or a sponsorship, or a comment, or anything else, please, you can email me at rabbimteichman at gmail.com. It's rabbimteichman, T-E-I-C-H-M-A-N, at gmail.com. And if anyone knows that daf and brachos, that would be very helpful. <laughs> um, and with that... Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, and we will see you next week.